Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Keeper Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Keeper Tested. Here he is, Chris Keeper. Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. I am Chris Kiefer. Welcome into the one and only RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. Thank you so much for downloading this episode as well as uh, subscribing to the show. We appreciate it and we love hearing from you. You always email me, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about this show or future shows or past shows or whatever, our door is cracked open. You can just kick it right on in and come on and uh, ask us anything you want. So we're here to help. Uh, first things first, before we break into this 2023.5 Gas Gas MC450 Factory Edition show, we're going to pay some bills. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one and only trusted source for all of us out there that like to do some shopping for our dirt bikes, dual sports, side-by-sides, quads, whatever it is, Rocky Mountain has it. Go to my website, keferinktesting.com. Click on that RMATVMC banner, and that gives us a snippet of what you guys are purchasing. It does help us out, and yes, I do see it. So when you guys click on that banner, you go back to the RMATVMC site, and uh, you can continue to live your life, and that's all you need to do, and it really does help us out. I do not have a discount code for Rocky Mountain, but... You guys simply doing that really does help and uh, keeps this show up and moving and shows them that you really like this show. So thank you to the guys at Rocky Mountain, and thank you for the people that support them. Uh, I appreciate it. FXRRacing.com. Use the code KKMX35 for 35% off gear. Anything that FXR sells moto-related or merchandise, you want to buy your woman a, a hoodie or a jacket or a flannel or whatever, you can get 35% off that or gear, but we don't do the discount for the snow side or the fishing side or whatever. But you want to look cool. You want to be uh, dressed for the crash and not the ride. Well, they have it all over there, fxrracing.com. So go check out the Helium and Revo lines of gear. Those are my favorite. And if you want a little bit of a looser fit, the podium or clutch is also good. So uh, go check them out, fxrracing.com. And if you want to get your suspension done, and uh, feeling better. Man, Mark over there at REP Racing Suspension, they are within the AEO Power Sports building in Temecula, California. Mark and the guys over there do a great job. He just did a set of KYB stuff for my 2023 YZ450. Uh, first setting um, blew my mind, honestly. Like, you guys know how much I like Yamahas and KYBs, and I'm I ride... With Enzo, I've done a lot of factory tests, and Mark really blew my mind. Um, I don't want to get into it too much here. I want to have a whole nother show about um, some things that I've done to the 2023 YZ450F, and one of those things is REP suspension. So you want to get your bike floating over those bumps, or maybe some better holdup, or maybe you just want to get your stuff rebuilt. Um, use the code KKREP. That'll save you some dough over there at REP Racing. And if you have any questions about Mark and the gang, you can email me. But they do some great suspension work, and there's a lot of REP suspension on my test bikes that are floating around the shop right now. So very cool people, and they do excellent work. Thank you to all of our 2023 sponsors, Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Lit Pro, Blood Lubricants, 6D Helmets, International Vet Motocross Association, that is oldtimersmx.com. April 15th and 16th, they have a race in Fernley, Nevada. And also on the 29th and the 30th at Hangtown. So go check out those guys for longer motos and fun times, fun times with your old dudes. It's fun. Dunlop Motorsports, of course, Dunlop Tires. Pro Taper Handlebars, ScreenPrintingDone.com. If you want to get some shirts, hoodies, hats, whatever done up, Neil over there kicks ass. Give him a chance. He does really good work. He's the one that does all of our Kiefer Inc. merch. And if you want some Kiefer Inc. merch, you can go to our shop or email Heather at KieferIncTesting.com. And we'll ship it out to you. We have a bunch here, especially in the cold. Uh, 
right now there's some great hoodies that we have. So, uh, yeah, go to our shop and you can order up some. And those are from Neil over at ScreenPrintingDone.com. Decal Works, the official graphics of KieferInkTesting.com. Alpine Stars and Oakley all on board with us for 2023. So thank you to all of those people. And hello. How are you guys doing? And gals. Because I know some of you women listen to the show as well. And you kids out there, this should be a pretty close, you know, not a lot of uh, swear words. So kid-friendly show. And uh, we're going to be talking about that red steel framed horse, which is the Gas Gas MC450 Factory Edition. Spend some time on it. This is our my initial impression. Uh, I spend some time on the KTM as well as the Husqvarna the past few weeks. And so I have a good feel of what this 23 chassis and engine package is all about. And I can tell you right now, the gas gas is a little bit different. So I want to break down what the differences are. If you guys should be purchasing a red steel frame bike versus a white or an orange one. And uh, for me, there is some uh, nice tidbits in here that I wasn't expecting when I rode this machine today at Glen Helen. Uh, so we're going to break it down for you here right now. So let's do that. So if you're asking me what is different on the gas gas side of things for the factory editions... I will say this. This is, I'm pretty sure, the first time Gas Gas has had a factory edition set up. And not only do they have an MC450, they have an MC250 factory edition as well, which we will talk about on a separate show. Uh, I'm going to have my guy Kenny Day come on the show as well and help me with that because he's a smaller lad and he fits a 250 better than I do. But uh, the Gas Gas Squad has come out with all new bodywork, so that is different from the KTM and Husqvarna side. And for me, it took me a little bit from the pictures to really appreciate the lines of the Gas Gas, but I do like it. Um, in person, it looks a lot better than it does on our computer screens at home or on our phones. Uh, once I picked this thing up down in um, at the KTM factory yesterday, I was like, wow, it does look really good. For those of you that love racing and love those racing-inspired graphics, the Red Bull Gas Gas theme looks really good. Um, I love the seat color. I love the red nipples on the, the spokes. I love the red hubs. Um, in general, red is an awesome color to have. It's just it pops. Uh, for me, it is uh, one of the better-looking colors when new. And I will say this also. When the bike does get aged, this is last year's bike, of course, the red doesn't look as haggard as a, as a green plastic or even the white Husqvarna plastic. For me, this red gas gas color doesn't look as dated as some of the other bikes out there, so I like that. Um, the subframe on the gas gas is an all-aluminum subframe versus a composite material that comes on the Husqvarna and KTMs. I did not know this until I picked up the gas gas unit and... The gas gas guys told me this. So there are some differences within the bike. And it could be as simple as a subframe uh, material change that could really change the attitude of this bike on the track. So once I heard that, I was excited that it's not just going to be some carbon copy of the orange and white bike. Um, even though visually you're looking at it and you're like, yeah, whatever, Kiefer. It's the same engine, has the same suspension, which it does. Uh, the mapping is the same. The engine layout is the same. The frame is the same. Uh, offset, fork, and shock settings are the same. So all of that is the same. If you wanted to put the wheels from your Husqvarna KTM on the gas gas, you could. You know, obviously the color is different. Um, the mufflers are the same. You could put this Akrapovich and headpipe on your KTM or Husqvarna, and that will fit, even though the... The material of the subframe is different on the gas gas. The mounting points do match up, so that works. Linkage ratios are the same. Um, but what I found out, and this did not come from the KTM group at all, but I've heard whispers, and I've been around a bit, so I know a few test guys. I know some people internally in other places. I have found out that the, the rear swing arm pivot, they have sleeves within that pivot to go through the engine and, and the frame, all right? Those sleeves are a little bit different, which I've heard, again, this is hearsay, but the source is fairly good that I hear it from, that it gives the tilt of the engine a little bit of a different degree than the KTM or Husqvarna. 
So I did not know this until after I've, I've just happened to talk to someone and got this information after I've tested the bike, which kind of really put everything into perspective for me after I, I rode and tested because this bike, I will tell you, has more comfort on bump absorption, uh, bump contact, lean angle of tire, uh, just overall a little less rigidity feeling with this gas gas than the KTM Husqvarna. So these are some of my problems with the KTM Husqvarna. The new chassis is fairly rigid feeling. I get on this bike and I'm like, holy shit, man. I've been on a Cowie and a Yamaha and even a Honda lately, and I feel like it's way more rigid on the steel frame than these aluminum frames that I'm riding, which is such a weird feeling for me this year and the past, well, year and a half or so when they changed the frame because the previous generation frame was never that way. I did not get a like a feeling of rigidity or stiffness or anything like that. Sure, some of the media, and I'm to blame as well with some of this, is I felt like it was a little bit of a wallowy sensation out here on the West Coast side of things, but I enjoyed it because the previous generation frame absorbed contact on the bump, absorbed uh, slap down landing, had good traction, and just overall had a great blend of of stability and cornering ability. So I like that. Now, the new chassis in general, okay, I'm not talking about this gas gas quite yet, but the new chassis that KTM has come up with um, is stiffer natured. It is less predictable on the edge of tire, yet still corners really good, just quite as not, it's just not as stable as the previous generation frames. Now, most of you listening to this, I'm going to say 70% of you may not feel what I feel. You guys are out on the East Coast or you're a novice, B-level rider, heavier guy. You, chances are you will not be complaining about rigidity as much as I will. So I feel like I'm on the upper echelon of feeling. I'm, I'm pretty nitpicky when it comes to comfort on the chassis. Um, there's two things that I, I'm really picky about is chassis comfort, frame, feel, flex, those things. And bar, just bar setup. Um, I'm very picky on the bend of bar, how how much compliance the bar has, the width of the bar, things like that. Those are the two things that I can feel right away as I roll out on the track. It could take me a half a lap to feel how much bump compliance a frame has and how good or bad the bars are. So with that being said, let's start with the chassis of the MC450 Factor Edition. The chassis feels like it has more lean angle, edge of tire comfort, and this was at Glen Helen where I tested it. It has more compliance than the KTM Husqvarna. The KTM Husqvarna gas gas frames, like I said, are stiffered, and they take 10 hours, 8 to 10 hours to really break in. The suspension on the side of things takes about 6, but the chassis is what really takes a while to break in on this new generation. I had 1.2 hours on this gas gas when I started testing, a um, little over two and a half hours when I finished today, and I can tell you guys that there is more compliance within this gas gas frame than I have on a KTM frame that has over five hours on it. So whether it be this this sleeve or the angle of the tilt of the engine or I could Maybe this there is no such thing, and I'm sure KTM Group will tell me that it, it is false, but it does feel different. So it's either the subframe or this super secretive sleeving that's a little bit different, and whatever they did in the machining process of this sleeve to go through the swing arm pivot um, is either, uh, I feel like, is really helping this gas gas get more compliant. Um, the swing arms are the same, so those haven't changed, unlike in the years past where the swing arms are different. So um, for me, that is the only explanation. Ever since KTM lowered the counter shaft sprocket and the drivetrain down, the bikes haven't felt the same, plain and simple. Um, they're going with all this new lower CG and things like that. Sometimes that can bite you in the ass, especially with linkage ratios and you're getting that counter shaft at a lower point 
it can really throw things off on acceleration of just how the bike moves. I've learned this over the years, especially with my testing, that millimeter changes can really affect a bike's feel, even for you guys out there, the consumer. Trust me on this. On paper, it doesn't feel like shit or doesn't look like shit, but feeling-wise, it's a lot. This is why I have a hard time with some of these engineers out there that bust my ass about, oh, Kiefer, you can't feel that or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, man, I'm not sitting here trying to make shit up just for the sake of making shit up out here while we sit out here in the middle of the freaking track uh, doing these tests. Like, I'd rather tell you guys, hey, wrap it up. It's great. But if I feel something that's different, I'm going to let you know. And I do feel like some of these changes that KTM made have hurt the bike which is quite a shock because they have been on an upward trajectory for quite a few years. And this, to me, I feel like this is the first time in quite a long time uh, that the stock production bike kind of went a little bit backwards. And as you can see in some of these shootouts, you know, uh, God bless them, MXA, they're usually all high on, on KTMs. And not to blame them 100% because the bike has been pretty damn good, right? So, not going to hate Com on MXA just because they've been picking KTMs, but this year they picked the Yamaha to win the 450 shootout, which hell might have froze over, but it did happen, and I can see why. And KTM got second. I still don't feel like KTM is a second-place bike in a shootout, but at least I can understand it. KTM is not as good as it was, or I should say the group, Husqvarna, KTM, and Gas Gas, have kind of take a step backwards as far as comfort. So with this gas gas, the the lean angle and the lean over in the corner is as good as KTM and Husqvarna. The bump compliance within the rut, if it's the rut is shitty and bumpy and you got some imperfections inside that rut, the gas gas is calmer. Edge of tire is calmer. A straight line, a little bit calmer. Bump absorption, a little bit more bump absorption. So for me. It just takes a little bit of sting out with this aluminum frame or the the way the, the swing arm pivot is or whatever it is, there is a difference in comfort. So I will say this right away. If you're looking for a steel frame bike and are in the market to buy one, I would put my money towards a gas gas just simply because of bump compliance comfort. That's all. Basically, the we're going to talk about the engine, but the engine feels no different than the other two. Uh, ergonomically, it feels as good as a KTM. Um, so for me, for the simple fact, I need more comfort, and the gas gas provides that. So if you have a dealership that sells both, I would lean you towards the gas gas. One, I think it looks tits. It looks awesome. And two, I get a better feeling, more front wheel traction on this gas gas. Plain and simple. So... I would be really excited to put a spring conversion on this bike. Um, you can just dump in a WP6500 kit. Bam. More front wheel feel. And you're getting a little bit more comfort on top of the little bit of comfort that you're getting on this red bike. So to me, it's a win-win. And that's where I would put my money. Plain and simple. Um, chassis overall feel. Still, compared to the previous years, it is a little bit um, deflective on straight line off throttle. Once I chop the throttle... It's a little bit rigid, but again, better than the other two steel frame bikes. Cornering is awesome. If you guys are having problems with cornering or you're unsure of your corner, this bike will help you corner better. It'll give you a nice front-end steering feel. It's a neutral steering motorcycle. You can steer it with the rear or you can steer it with the front, but I do get a lot of front-wheel bite, so that is nice, so I like that. And for me, the bike, even on paper, it's gained some weight, lightweight side-to-side -side feel is also really good. So I like that I can change directions within a berm if it gets blown out, or if I got to cut down, I can do that. Um, whipping it or scrubbing it into a jump feels light. I can stand up longer on the steel frame bikes for whatever reason, and I thought it was the weight difference, but now that the weight has gone up over the past couple years and these other Japanese models have come down, I... I figured out that it is not the weight, and it's just the way the bike, um, the, way, the way the bike handles and how the power is delivered. I can stand up longer around these corners, and it invites me to do so versus like a Kawasaki where I feel like I need to sit to get that traction. 
I can stand up and find enough traction in these corners, uh, especially inside these ruts with the gas gas, and uh, it kind of teaches you better uh, posture. It teaches you uh, better technique, and it's easier to find the balls of your feet um, with these pegs that the gas gas has. It's a very long peg. It's a wide peg. So the platform itself for me is is really nice, so I can find the balls of my feet easier. And I have a hard time doing that. I'm older, and I'm kind of of a flat-footed guy. My kid is more on the balls of his feet, which is he can seem to find it better than I can. It just takes me a long time to, you know, break or shift and then get back on the balls of my feet. It's just tough to do. And it honestly doesn't feel like it does a lot for my technique. But once I do it and and kind of force myself into that direction, I can feel my hips rotate back and I feel a lot better on the motorcycle. So the gas gas will invite you to have better technique, which I appreciate. Yeah, I'm sure Rhino approves the shit out of that, right? But if you're older and you do care about that, the pegs and the overall chassis feeling, the lightweight feel does invite you to do that. Now let's talk about the engine. Like I said, nothing major on the engine side. If you want the most connectivity out of a 450, you want the most linear feel out of a 450, look no further than this this engine character because... I explained this on the Racer X video. There is a lot of 180 corners at Glen Helen that go uphill. So within a Kawasaki or Yamaha, it has a lot of low-end excitement. It has a lot of power, but it's hard to maintain when you're accelerating out of a corner and you want to keep that front end down and drive forward. The Yamaha and the Kawasaki takes some work. you got to push yourself up near the front of the bike, and you got to fan the clutch a little bit to keep the front end down. Not with this gas gas, man. You can get on the gas early. You can roll on that throttle and then shift your way a little bit forward, and that front end stays down, and it propels you forward in a quick manner. So I am getting more rear-wheel traction, more connectivity, and I don't have to fan the clutch as much just simply because my front end is staying down. So you guys out there that are scared of 450 power probably will not be scared of this type of engine character just because it is a very linear and smooth engine character it's deceiving like it can bite you if you get tired okay i'm not going to say oh it's friendly 450 you'll be fine yes it is a friendlier engine feel coming from a 450 cc's of fury (laughs) but um it's so smooth at times it can uh, come up and bite you if you get tired because it's so easy and friendly to ride and there's not a lot of low-end excitement that you feel like you can just haul ass on it and twist the throttle. But you're still going fast. Just know that. Um, but for me, if you're aware of that and you have a good head on your shoulders, it will not uh, reach up and bite you because it doesn't have a lot of low-end RPM response where it's going to upset the chassis. It's very connected. It's very tame down low and it doesn't really start climbing hard until the mid-range. So for me, the engine is awesome. Second gear, it pulls very far. I love second gear. You will have to shift to third out of the corner, not before it. So lugging it in third gear is not its strong point. But since second gear is so usable on this bike, I'm not going to complain about it too much. Just simply downshift to second, roll the corner, hold that sucker on, and it'll reward you, and you can shift you know, 50 yards down the straightaway, and that second gear revs out really far. So for me, I like that. Once I'm back on this engine and this bike, it takes me a lap or two to go, oh, shit, I need to downshift one more time because I'm so used to running third gear. Um, I'm like, oh, that sucks. i got to downshift a second. But then I do it. I'm like, oh, shit, it's not winding out too quick. It's not, there's not a lot of engine braking, so I'm okay with downshifting to second just because the engine character is so nice and easy to ride. So I love that. So if you guys are a little bit weak in the upper body, haven't had a 450 ever or haven't had a 450 in quite some time, this engine package is very friendly. So I'm going to save you the email right now because the title will say which bike to buy. You're not a 450 guy or thinking about getting a 450. The KTM Husqvarna Gas Gas has a nice linear engine character. Now, if we're talking about factory editions, 
The KTM and Gas Gas come with the Kropovich slip-ons. The Husqvarna comes with the FMF. The FMF systems will always have more low-end response and bottom-end feel than the Akrapovich. The Akrapovich is a longer, linear system. I can put an Akrapovich on a Yamaha, and it'll do the same thing for me on that engine. So that is just the nature of what Akrapovich does. It gives you more rear-wheel connectivity, a more of a linear feel. And for me, there's a lot of times I don't like Akrapovich on 250s because it gives you that feel. And on a 250, I'm looking to get a lot of wah, 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 a lot of excitement, a lot of low-end, I want that snap out of a 250, but a 450, you want to harness that. You want to harness the power. You want to have more rear wheel connectivity. I don't want to be breaking the rear wheel loose coming out of a corner. I want it long and linear. The Kropovich, to me, is tailor-made for that type of rider. So, again, I'll spare you the email. If you are looking to get a 450 and you're scared because you haven't been on a 450 in a while and you're 200 pounds, I feel like... This, these three 450 engines, these power plants, are friendly enough for you to ride. Unless you're just a newbie, haven't been on a bike for 25 years, I'm just getting on a bike, no, of course not. But if you have some skill and you have a good head on your shoulders, this engine will not be too much for you. Yes, even if you're not in shape. As long as you understand, hey, man, I'm going to go three laps. I'm going to pull her on in or take a break. That's all you got to do. A lot of you guys out there, I don't know what happens if your ego is bigger than your brain or whatever, but you stay out there too long, you're very tired, and you continue to ride, and it could be because of excitement or you're having a great time. I understand that, but your time will be short-lived because you'll be on the couch with a broken bone because you weren't smart enough to pull it in and rest a little bit. Creep up on your fitness and for me, this engine package allows you to do that. You will be able to go longer on this 450 than you can on other 450 power plants. Now, the suspension. Yes, I bust up WP all the time for the air fork. It is not my favorite. I've tried. I've told you, if you go back on all these archives, you'll say, okay, you hear me saying, okay, you know, I'm going to try this AR fork for a while. I'm going to stick to it. I do that for so long, I bail out. I'm going to be honest. I bail out. I try it. I ride with it. It's a pain in the ass, man. It's a pain in my ass. It has comfort. It's, It's there. It has good front end traction. It's there. It's just the simple fact that I have to watch over it like a two-year-old baby. I have to check its pressure. Okay, are you all good? Yeah, good, 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 good. I'm all good. You go out and ride it. I got. It's like it has to burp because it's so much pressure buildup. <laughs> and then I got to check it again. I got to burp it. I got to bring the pressure down. Or I got. It's just too much babysitting. Or I got to. You know, just give me a spring fork. Let us live. It's fine. KTM, Gas Gas, Husqvarna, it's fine. We will not judge you. We will not spank your bottom. We will not talk trash. We will not say, I told you so. We will not do any of that. We will just simply smile, nod, be happy, twist the throttle, buy your product. We will, I promise. Just put a spring fork on it. Just lessen the rigidity a little bit, and it's that's it. It's over with. 450 shootout winners. Hand them up. It's that good. So, if you guys are sticking to the AER air fork, look, I have ridden with some revalved AER stuff. Great. No hate. No hate. Lots of comfort. Great holdup. That's one of the benefits of this fork is its holdup and adjustability. I like that you're 200 pounds and I can... Tune it in. You know, I'll put some air pressure in there, put 11.1 bar in, and let's go ride. I don't need a spring. Or, you know, I don't need a heavier spring. Sorry. Or I'm 150 pounds. Let's drop that air, you know, and it will be somewhat comfortable. But you will have to babysit it, and you will have some mid-stroke harshness that has gotten better over the years, but it is still there. 
And the simple reason is the spring fork is consistent. You know what you're getting. It's like being married for 25 years. You know what your wife's going to do. You know you're going to get dinner when you get home. You know who you're going to bed with. You know everything. And that's a spring fork. The air fork is that crazy girl that's fun. And you like to go out with her sometimes. And there's it's really fun. But it gets crazy sometimes. you got to manage it. And you're like, ah, it's getting old. I want to back it down a little bit. I want something more neutral. I want a little more uh, consistency within my relationship. That's the difference between a spring and the air fork. So you guys out there, I have a setting for you crazy people out there that want to stick with this air fork. <laughs> I'm 175 pounds. Um, they recommend 10.9 bar. I run 11 bar. Again, don't freak out on me. It will be a stiff fork. When you first ride this thing, you buy it from your dealer, you're going to push down on it in your garage, you're going to go, holy shit, it's stiff. Yes, it will be a little bit stiff. Give yourself six hours, six to seven hours. I'm sorry, you don't ride that much, and it takes you three months to get through that six hours. I'm sorry, but that's how it is, okay? It will get have it, it will have more comfort after about six to seven hours. You will get more of that, okay? Like I said, there's some comfort there. You're just going to have to babysit it. Run it at 11 bar, compression at 10 out, and rebound at 10 out. That's a good setting from anywhere between 170 to 195. Run that. 11 bar. I don't have the PSI. Just ask Siri. She'll tell you. Uh, let's, see if she, let's see if she'll be on here. Hey, Siri, how much is 11 bar in PSI? 11 bars is 159.5, 4 pounds per square inch. There you go. 11 bar, 159.5. So put that in there, run it, love it, live it. That's what you'll do. 103 to 104 millimeters on the sag. It will feel a little bit low. I still have this problem with this bike. Under acceleration, ass in feels a little bit low. So I try to run a taller, little bit taller, not a lot, a little bit taller of a sag reading. 103, start there. Compression 11 out, rebound 12 out. High-speed compression 1.25 out. That is your baseline setting for this bike. Try it. Break it in. That's where I would start breaking in my bike at these clickers. Again, faster, choppier tracks. Open up your rebound on both ends. Two clicks. Open the rebound is speeding it up. Softer, taller bumps, you guys on the East Coast that get killer dirt, screw you, but you can slow your rebound down one to two clicks, okay? And then maybe once you do that, you can back out your high-speed compression a quarter turn and maybe go 1.5 out, soften it up a little bit. In on the rebound for you East Coast guys and out a little bit on the high-speed will help you with uh, preventing you from getting your ass kicked over the bars a little bit on your tall, soft uh, bumps that you have back east. So that is my baseline setting for you guys out there that are buying this bike. Again, a lot of comfort for me. Gas Gas has done a great job of providing you with an option that is a little bit different, but yet has had more comfort the past couple years. When I get on these bikes, there's always more comfort built into these red bikes versus the orange and white. Hey, guys and gals, stick around. Going to do these commercials. Save yourself some money. Listen to them. There's some codes in there. Make your wife happy that you're not spending money all on dirt bikes. Save some. Listen. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, buddy. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. You guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. 
Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here, 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and, man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, That'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, Look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ 250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout-winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA, the pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Time. Why you? Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times. 
get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, Chris at KeeferInkTesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing. And you have a great time, five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to oldtimersmx.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon. But several races over several months all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself. But, hey, you got to go do it. you got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But, again, we're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and we'll get you out there and have some fun and get some gate drops. We're back with the show. Thanks for hanging tight. We appreciate it. On with the GGMC 450 Factory Edition. That's my spiel. You like comfort? You'll like gas gas. You want a little bit more performance? You can push the bike a little bit harder? The KTM is your bread and butter right there. You want a little bit more low-end snap? Husqvarna provides that for you on the Factory Edition side. Now, the production side of things... Not to confuse you with all this bullshit that I'm saying, but if you're looking at a production side of things from stock pipe to stock pipe from Husqvarna to KTM, the KTM will have a little bit more low end than the Husqvarna, and the Husqvarna will be a little bit smoother. So uh, the gas gas feels, again, production stock, not factory edition. Gas gas has low end snap like the KTM, but now we have slip-on mufflers, and we're in the world of that, so it changes a little bit. So... Yes, a muffler can change the engine character that much. Even though lately, in the world of mufflers, they don't do quite as much as they used to for power delivery because the sound restraints that are out there is hard for the aftermarkets to make more power than stock. It's just difficult. Uh, Ergonomics, again, great. Flat seat, tall. I like that. I feel like I'm on top of the motorcycle. Uh, I talk about this in the Racer X video. I hate how wide the bar is. I'm a stickler when it comes to width. I feel like they're ape hangers when I'm in the corners. So it feels like my bar is about 810, 811 millimeters on the stock bar. Easy to change. Go to a Pro Taper bar um, or cut your current bar. Even if you go to a Pro Taper Evo um, race team bar, which is a 996 equivalent, I cut them down to 803. SX Race Evo is an 800 millimeter bar, and I'll leave it there. I like an 800 to 803 millimeter bar. 810 to 811, I'm out. Most of you guys out there are saying, what the hell, Kiefer? That's barely anything. It's 7 mil or something. That's nothing. When you shave it off each side, you're like, that's a sliver. But I can feel it. You will be able to feel it, I promise. Even if you're a shitty test rider, you don't know shit about anything. You don't want to check your tire pressure. You will feel that's seven to eight millimeters less on your bar, and it'll help you corner. Don't ask me about leverage, okay? I don't want to get into all that bullshit. It does help you corner. You think, oh, Kiefer, the wider bar should help you with leverage and be able to corner. Nope. Nope. The shorter bar, not saying 790, I'm just saying 800 to 803. Trust me. Uh, if you're a, you're a plumber, I'm going to come to you with plumber facts. I'm not going to question you. Don't be an asshole. You know what an asshole is? It's people that ask you a shit ton of questions and then never take your advice. Those are assholes. Don't be that. I would not tell you something that I don't know. I would just say I don't know. But I'm telling you, 803 is where it's at. You can tell I'm very passionate about this. 
803. Get rid of those lock-ons. Whoop. Out. Glue-on grips. More comfort. Better dampening. Rental half waffle. Soft is where it's at. Or I've been doing lately, which is really magnificent. Rental full waffle soft with about three to four bars on top, which is the waffle. Three to four of those shaved down. It feels awesome. Think what Barsha, Tomac, and a couple other. I think even Cincy is on uh, full waffles. And I think it's a little bit too fat for me, but I do like them shaved down, and it does feel different from the half waffle medium. So just try that. Want me to blow your mind a little bit? Try that. Full waffle. Cut those ribs down, three to four of those on top. Feels amazing. I like it. It's a little bit bigger than the half waffle, but not quite as big as the full waffle. It's in that happy medium. It's like, like a glove. It's nice. Dark. I just had to say that. I was at a track the other day, and someone drove by. I didn't even know who it was in a van. All hers dark. <laughs> it was a good time. That was funny. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, if you don't know what that is, go to Pulp. Well, there's all kinds of darks there. Um, Dunlop tires. I'd put an MX3S front on there. There is an MX34 coming, people. So stand by. From what I heard, that is coming out here very shortly. So we'll have a new soft to intermediate tire from Dunlop. I'm excited about that. Hopefully to have more information on that tire for you guys soon. Um, the benefit to a Kropovich mufflers, you will not have to repack that son of a bitch for another 30 to 40 hours, unlike other mufflers where it's about 10 to 12. Uh, we covered the break-in period. And if you guys are always wondering, hey, Kiefer, how do you break in a bike? This is what I do. I do a 15-minute session, about 50% throttle opening, shifting through all the gears, let it cool down. 15-minute session, 75% throttle opening, shifting through all the gears, let it cool down. The third session, ride about 90 95%, almost to however your ability is, shifting through all the gears, let it cool down, and you're good to go. That 45-minute to an hour window is all you need, and that thing's ready to rock. Um, should you change the oil after your initial break-in ride? Sure. Why not? Um I haven't done that here when I get new bikes, and I'm, I'm okay. I ride it two times, three times, and change the oil. It's fine. Depends what kind of mechanic you are. I'm never claimed to be a great mechanic. Um, I know it breaks. I know it doesn't break. That's my forte. But if you guys are anal about your maintenance, sure, change it. It's not going to hurt. The more you change your oil, the better I think your, your well, I should say, the longer your engine would run. I change my oil in my bikes because I'm a, I'm a little bit of a clutch abuser. I fan the clutch to keep that front end down. I change my oil after every two rides, which is about two engine hours. So every two engine hours, I'm running blood oil, scorpion blood, barracuda blood, whatever it is. Um, you can get a 25% off uh, discount on that oil. Not to push my sponsors on you, but... If you do listen to these uh, commercials, you will find that code in there. Use the word Kiefer to save 25% on a case of oil. That's a great deal, by the way. So I change it every two hours. Synthetic, non-synthetic, up to you. I've been doing both. Um, sometimes when you use a non-synthetic oil, your clutch will last a little bit longer. But with the stuff that blood has out there, I've been running 100% synthetic, and I've been having great clutch life. Um, so... That's up to you guys. Uh, past that, guys, that's all I have for you. I did a one day on this thing, and that's what I have. So uh, if you have more questions, always hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. I will, you know, happy to help you. Um, you will notice a little bit more vibration, again, on these steel frames. I've talked about that before. Uh, once you get on um, a different Japanese brand, you don't feel it as much. But if this is the only bike you have, you will get used to it within a day or two, so don't freak out. Um, you should put a black throttle cam on this to give you a little bit quicker throttle response. Not drastically different, but it does help a little bit. You'll still retain all that connectivity I talk about, so that is fine. Um, but past that, man, it's it's a great machine. Looks sexy, and I'm sure you can find them at your local dealer. I don't think they'll have a lot of them out there, but nonetheless, if you're looking for a new bike, it's a great bike. Um, a couple mods, like I said, uh, spring conversion fork, 
that Shock never really had a big problem with the Shock. It's more on the AER side of things. And, uh, man, I've had a, a KTM with just 6,500s, an FMF full system, and some T4 race fuel before, and it was great. Um, I know ETS is coming on board with us for fuel on Kiefer Inc. side, and they have some great fuel as well. We've been running that. Uh, ETS MX-18, and that has been really good for throttle response and pulling power. Uh, so, yeah, just simple things can make this bike really, really fun and easy to ride. So I'm sure you'll be bitten by the bug if you already, uh, if you haven't already um, with this new Gas Gas MC450 Factory Edition. So uh, looking forward to spend more time on it. Look for another podcast on the MC250 side of things here next week. We'll get with that. And uh, I got some... Some settings, some tips, some tricks, some things to do to your bikes that uh, on the testing side of things that you guys may want to try and do on a future show. I've been working really hard to write down a lot of things that I think are a little bit different that you guys out there may not know on the techie side of things. Uh, some of these shows, we just do new bikes. We talk about new bikes. But, you know, every now and again, I like to get a little bit more technical because that's how I am and give you guys some more information on how to make your bike better um, by doing some just simple tasks and some simple drills within yourself when you're out the track. So we're going to be doing that here pretty soon. I'm excited to talk about that because you know I can talk about that for two to three hours. And also, um, YZ450F, since that since that is such a popular machine, um, I've been working with Henson on some clutch things because I know that is a problem with that bike. I'll be doing some uh, a, a show about that. I've been trying to get Ignition ECU on the Yamaha side of things. Uh, if you guys want to go back to your 22 foot peg brackets, I found out some information about that. Um, REP suspension, uh, clutch lever ratios, all these things are going to come up on a Yamaha. Man, I got a shit ton of information, so looking forward to give that to you as well. And again, if you want to uh, email the family, we're here as a team, Heather at KieferInkTesting.com. Of course, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. And Aiden, A-D-E-N, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any Kawasaki questions, we're going to be throwing up a 50 hours on the KX250 here on my website. So look out for that. Um, 23 KX250, I will tell you guys this. It's a lot more reliable than the 22. I've had less headaches. Uh, than I've had in a long time. So uh, looking forward to give you some information on what works, what breaks on the KX250. 50 hours, kind of our living with series that we do over here. So um, fun stuff. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. And as always, thank you for your support. Seriously, guys, uh, if it wasn't for you believing in what we we're doing and listening, um, it wouldn't work. And uh, I understand that it, I owe a lot to all you guys for coming on, uh, listening to the show, coming to my website, and uh, hearing what I have to say over on Pulp and RaceRack. So thank you to all of the people out there that make it happen, and I hopefully see you at the track. Thank you in person. And if you have any questions, don't be shy. Come to the van and uh, ask away. We'll be there. All right, we'll see you guys next week.